this is more excited about like you know racing with a wheel <laughs> all right manny's first wheel all right i feel you Word. all right guys well um we're already recording so mm-hmm. might as well jump into it again like we did last week a little less spicy i couldn't catch y'all guys this time around <laughs> but that's all right Can't catch liking no more I, i'll get y'all again don't worry yeah, there's, yeah, there's more than enough moments <clears throat> made too many comments left on the cutting room floor Anyways, guys, this is the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's gaming news, and you already know, we bring it straight to you. I'm your host, Danzel, aka Black Ice, joined by my co-host each and every week, starting off with Manny, aka Goopmaster Flex. What's going on, bro? You already know what's popping. We staying gooping. It's a lifestyle. Okay, okay. He brought it back, and he was more coherent than last week, so... Yeah, uh, for sure. Good, that's good. Well, I mean, it's more later into the day, so, you know, I got time to, like, wake up, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, it's it's later in the day. It's after the workout, yeah. so, you know... Yeah, seriously. No, I know what you mean, but... It's all good. We'll it's take all good. what we can get. We'll, we take will. It. we'll take what we can get. But, yeah, we also got my boy down low, Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's been a up and not up and down week. Just a busy week. I'm good. Need to talk about some guys. That's what's lot, up. Lot to talk about guys. Mm. I hope you guys are strapped in because this is a big episode. There's, there's, a, there's a lot that's been happening in these past couple weeks, and you know some things that we didn't necessarily get to in the last couple episodes, and. Uh, you know, all, all types of stuff. So we're definitely going to get into it. Some big games have released. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. Um, I mean, I'll just get into this. We haven't done this in a while. You know, let's just talk about what we've been playing. Uh, Manny, I know you kind of alluded to it in uh, some of the pre-show stuff, but, you know, you're playing a little bit of Horizon and whatnot. So, you know, tell me about that experience. Yeah. I mean, like I was mentioning in the pre-show, uh Horizon definitely has been a great experience so far. I've really enjoyed the game. Um, definitely live it up to the hype. It's not just all about like the graphics. The gameplay is honestly phenomenal. I just love like the way you just like, you know, when you unlock like the more skills in the skill tree, the way you could combo moves together and kind of like defeat your enemies even better. Um, definitely a great experience. Um, definitely playing a lot of Horizon. Um, getting a little bit into uh, Elden Ring as well, of course. But I'm just trying to, you know, all these games coming out back-to-back weeks, and it's just hard to finish them all at once. So uh, I'm trying my best to uh, get Horizon done so I don't forget about that game. And then I'm going to take my dip my toes in uh, Elden Ring, of course. Uh, Grand Trails are coming out this week, later in March 4th. I'm excited to play that as well. And so I got to finish Sifu. Lord help me. That thing. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, Chris, what about you, man? What have you been playing? Um, In the last week. I've either been playing Witch Queen stuff, so Destiny or uh, Arceus, both my legends. So it's been one of the two. Like, if I'm not like actually physically on the Xbox, I've been probably laid up. I'm broken. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the hell's broken about it? Don't ask no questions. You already know the answers to. You know it. <laughs> the hell, you mean? <laughs> I didn't ask my fault, but like anytime well, somebody says broken. broken switch, that's the first thing. Joy cons? Oh yeah, Joy cons. Okay, bet. Drift. The Joy Con drift is insane, and then um, enough. I'm not quite sure if I cracked the screen or not. I may have. So 
So I have a piece of glass on it, but I'm scared to take it off in case it did, I actually did crack it because I can't tell. Normally, you can tell if it's your screen protector that's broken or not. I can't tell. Ooh. So I'm like, mm. <laughs> let me leave this <laughs> off. Well, you don't want to mess it up. Nah, yeah, yeah. That. So, you know, I'm, I'm out here. Um, but I will say, you know, I've been having a pretty good time in Arceus. Um, it's a solid B, man. Solid B. Maybe a B minus to B. Like it's, but it's not a bad game. There's just there's there's things in it that I wish were a little bit better. But then again, saying that, yeah, might be a little bit better when we get to what we talking about later on. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, Don't hold your breath, man. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh god. No, but uh but yeah, for me, um I mean I've pretty much been playing Witch Queen as well. Uh I'm actually pretty excited to get deeper into that. Uh, you know, I it's been a while since I've been playing Destiny 2, but now it's just hard, man. There's too many other games to play. Too many really good games to play. You know, the, the big one, Elden Ring. You know, we're gonna talk a little bit more about Elden Ring a little <laughs> later on, but um Elden Rings consumed my whole weekend. I mean, I, I was sick for the whole weekend. I really didn't have anything else to do, so I just was sitting down since Friday, just playing a whole lot of Elden And uh, it's been an absolutely amazing experience. So, um, yeah, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Chris, though, we got got to get Chris Elden Ring, man. That's that's a game I know. No, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to grab it in like, I in like two, three weeks. No, he's going to sink his teeth into yeah, you know I'll be here. It's a day for Chris. <laughs> no, 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 we not, we not, we not. Cause it's you. You don't even know, man. A couple weeks, I ain't gonna need no more campaigns. All right, <laughs> I'm doing better now. Right, boy. Okay. All right. Hey. We're doing better now. So, fuck all them campaigns. Shit. That's hey. so long ago. That was like so forty episodes ago. <laughs> How many? <laughs> This month. <laughs> oh, shit. It definitely freaking feels like it, man. February has been something else, man. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, Nothing history for gaming so far, you know? <laughs> a lot of games, but a lot of bangers. For sure. Yeah. For sure. A lot yeah. of hitters. I mean, there's at least three games that people are talking about, you know, game of the year contenders already. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's only February, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But... Before we get into the topics and, you know, all the other stuff like Elden Ring and, and so on and so forth, Chris, you already know what it is. And guys, it is time for a... Icebreaker, fools. Now, today's question. It's a good one, y'all. Um, What two video game characters... Would you like to see do a crossover in a game, but have it narratively actually make sense? So when I say that, I mean, because a lot of games will do the crossover thing sometimes, but like they just throw a random person from another video game into the game and come up with some like whatever excuse for why they're in the game. For example, last one I could think of off the top of my head. Um, Capcom, they had did was Monster Hunter World, I believe, and they did a crossover with The Witcher. So then Gerard, I think his name's Gerard, the character that's in the game. Geralt. Geralt, there you go. 
he just showed up in the Monster Hunter world and then started hunting monsters with them and shit. And I'm just like, bruh, like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, you know, two good characters that really actually mesh well on paper, not just, oh, I thought that'd be cool. No, no, no. They have to go well together, right? So, now, I know I have to start. So, um, mine would be a video game in the sense of more of a versus and not just seeing them work together, right? It would be uh, my fucking, what's her name? Lara Croft and uh, Homeboy from Uncharted and Nathan Drake. And I want it to be a situation where they come up with something out there that tickles both of their fancies. And they're both the best at what they do. You know what I'm saying? And they 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 end up having a face off for it. I think it's a really easy story to write. I think it's a different version of stories kind of we've already seen before in a sense. I just I've never seen it in this um in this treasure hunter versus treasure hunter aspect. Like I, I don't think I've seen a movie like that before. And they're both like just daredevil as hell. So you think about this, right? The reason why I think this this would be cool is because they're both willing to go to like crazy lengths to get to whatever they're going after or to get the answers to their questions or to unravel the mysteries or whatever. Right. But if you put the idea of it's not only just something that you're curious about that you want to go find, but you have to get it and there's only one of them and not only you have to get it, but the other person feels like they have to get it too. Like, I don't know what they give narratively in that way. Maybe there's something out there that can, help a, a, a sick family member from dying or some shit like that, right? And they both need it. And, um, you know, that kind of gives more of, like, an emotional tie to it. I just think that game could be really cool and have multiple endings, man, because you could have some endings where, you know, Drake kind of gets the leg up. You could have a couple endings where Laura gets the leg up and a couple endings where, like, even neither of them get the leg up. Like, there's a couple of different things you could kind of do with this, man, where I'm like... That'd be kind of cool. Not only cool in the video game, but I also think it'd be cool even on like a a visual <laughs> scale. You know what I mean? Like, cause I even with that, I don't think I've ever seen a heist versus heist movie, or not even heist versus heist, but um, treasure hunter versus treasure hunter. Like, you don't usually see that. That's different. Usually, they're really good guys that kind of like have this curiosity and this 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 exploration thing about them or whatever. But because that part is their character, they usually don't have this whole. They don't usually tell them stories with a lot of competitiveness to it. You know what I mean? Like, there's not that. And I think that could be so cool to do. Come on, man. Drake versus Croft? Bro, come on, man. That's crazy. Nathan ain't standing a chance, bro. Laura about to put his... Whoa, 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 Laura may be a cross. I already know <laughs> all the, a Drake. All no, young, like, all young people are gonna say exactly what Manny just said. Nah, oh, I don't want to hear that. Nathan Drake. No, 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 no. Y'all forgot, bro. Laura's a. Come on now. I'm not. I'll give her her respect. You think Tom you know. Holland be gonna be out here messing up uh, Angelina Jolie? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. It's not. That's not hey, a fair comparison. Alicia hey, Vikander, yeah, the, the new chick out here. She gonna put that boy to bed. Don't do that to this man, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Oh, man. 
That's messed up. Yo, shout out Tom Holland, bro. He ain't mean that, yo. <laughs> you know, you know, Lauren Croft turned Nathan Drake into a man. Come on now. Oh, Already God. no, bro. Oh, nah, boy. but for real though, the moment you said those two names. Like I, I already saw the whole script played out, bro. They have to have some sort of tension. They like in the past they crossed paths and like they probably dated or something like that. You got to get that level of things going. They, like, oh man, bro, I already see this. I already see it. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's easy, man. This you don't need no fairy tales or no kind of craziness to this. All you need is a really good plot, a nice setting, and some explosions. Go get Michael Bay. God damn it, go get Michael Bay. It's okay. <laughs> Don't let him write it, but let him let him do it. Fine, let him do it. And yeah, limit the explosions. And I think we got a good movie too. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. You might have to keep them explosions up, man. You might be the perfect person. I, yeah, for that, bro. Dude, I see them going at each other's necks too. That's the thing that's crazy. Like at each other's throats for this whatever it is that they're after. What? But you know, you know how it would be, right? Those those two respective characters, they still have to be heroes. So like, they'd be at each other's throats at first, but like, eventually they'd have to come together against some like common enemy thing. But like, still have that playful competitiveness about, well, I got there first. That that like, I can see it all yeah. happening, bro. I can see it all. I can see the backstory too. Uh, Sully, he's he's. If I remember correctly, is he British? I don't recall that. Uh. Why That's not? when he was from the states. He didn't have an accent. Or am I just am I just looking at the actor and just not the actor the the character in the story and just thinking, hmm, damn, now I'm all messed up. Uh, you sound like somebody uncle. <laughs> yeah, you definitely somebody uncle. <laughs> hey, oh, 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 right now. Chris went somewhere completely different with that one. Chris is thinking about something else. Okay. Yeah, all right, Chris. Well, then. worried about the wrong treasure. I, why y'all do that to me? <laughs> you did it to yourself, bro. Caught yourself on, again. Right, See, I told you. I'll get, y'all, I'll get y'all slipping every episode. Watch. Manny, I'll come for you next. Oh, Speaking of which, Manny, go ahead and uh, hit us off with your Guys, take. Imagine, imagine this. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. <laughs> at the Olympic Games. <laughs> the All fact right. that that was actually like a thing in a <laughs> in a boardroom somewhere. The, and they probably I, pitched I, it I just like that, too. Because I used to play this when I was a kid, yo. I mean, you, can, you can't not lie. There were, uh, I mean, maybe I didn't play it, but like, I, I oh, enjoyed it. Sure. But not... Um, it's not like two specific characters, but more like two groups. Um, I feel like if you put in the early Saints Row days of like Saints Row 1 and 2, like that group versus the Grove Streets, you know what I'm saying? Like have them like, you know, like duke, duke it out in some like gang war story. Um, you know, you can either choose the side of being with the Grove Streets or you can either choose the side of being with the, you know, Three Street Saints. And like, I, like do the thing there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that would be like a perfect plot, especially for the simple flat fact that like, you know, Saints Row literally copied off GTA San Andreas pretty much for like the first two games until they went off the walls. But um, I, I would like to see that, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Especially like, you know, with the Saints Row 2 cast and then like, you know, the, the first Grove Street, you know what I'm saying? Like CJ and stuff like that. 
So that's 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 my that's my fake. <laughs> Did not see you going that way at all. I know it was it was, it was weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> so that's the reason I came up with one. Let me live. So let me just clarify because I'm just trying to understand your narrative a little bit more. So they're 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 just gang beefing, right? Both the 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 yeah. San Andreas dudes and the uh, Saints Row folks, right? But like, I mean, we'll put it like this: they're beefing with each other, but I mean, there could be always a common enemy, like you know, okay, the ops. <laughs> so technically. When you're rolling around San Andreas, the ones that pull out on you sometimes when you're driving could technically be these 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 Saints Row dudes. Yeah, they like they like ballers, but better. Yeah, I mean it kind of works in a way because like you know Saints wear purple and like the ballers are purple, so like you can kind of son. You know what I'm saying? They could like they could have beef by like mistaking each other for the you know mistaking them for the ballers and you know like go that way. That's some good shit, bro. <laughs> My boy Chris said, "This is fine writing right here." <laughs> nah, man, that's cohesive, bro. Purple and purple, it is cohesive. That's far more cohesive than some Square Enix stories. I'm here for it. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, like you know, like fans could just move to Los Santos out of nowhere and just like have some beef with the Thirsty Saints. That's all. I could actually see that working with them just moving into the neighborhood out of nowhere and trying to like run the shit. Mm-hmm. That I could see, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it'll be like the classic GTA and classic Saints Row, like you know, because that's where like Saints Row originated from. Where you know they copied all GTA San Andreas and make their own style. So I'll say if you do that era, I think it would be like a perfect like gang banging game. You know what I'm saying? You either pick the side of the Grove Street or the Third Street Saints. You know? Did you just say <laughs> gang banging on our podcast? He did. He did. He did. He said, we're he getting did. demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you like reiterated it in your quest <laughs> with 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 better clarity. Oh my I Yo. I realize what you guys be want to say. Gang just don't give a fuck the fuck out here, bro. <laughs> he said it a third time. This is where I'm not supposed to say. Yo, welcome like... to the XPD people. This is what it is. You know, this is this is what it is. Oh boy. Oh man, this podcast is rated yeah. M for mature. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll just add up. You know, like that sensor noise. Oh God! Okay. Um, I like your idea. Actually, both of y'all had actually two really good ones. I, I'm be real with you, yo. This is a hard one for me. Wow. This is a really hard one for me. I really cannot think. (sighs) Surprised. I mean, I have one that's like loose, and I think it's something that I may have mentioned on the podcast before, but. Hmm. All right. This isn't flushed out. Okay. It's not as flushed out as what you guys have here. Okay. Okay. But I want to put, I want to see my guy Sam Fisher some more. Okay. You know, we haven't been seeing him enough. Um, Y'all mentioned something about Solid Snake. We're not doing that. That don't make no sense. Get that out of here now. It does. No, no spy versus spy. When this other spy is a clone of a thing. 
that's in a world where some character named Praying Mantis exists. No, we're not doing that. No. Keep it real. We're going to keep it real. Okay. Keep it real. Well. As uh, real as we can be. As, <laughs> as real as we like could be. Snake and Sam just go and shadow Moses and just like sneak up, you know, find out the Metal Gear. <laughs> no, let me stop. We're going to keep it as real as we can when we're talking about Assassin's Creed. Okay. How about that? Okay. I want, I want Sam Fisher to be a descendant of Ezio or, you know, any of the other guys that came before him, right? And if you guys, or Desmond, be like related to Desmond or something like that. If you guys remember, there was a moment where Desmond was being chased. I don't fucking remember the game, though. I feel like it was Assassin's Creed 3 or something like that. It was, it was I think it was 3. Okay, yeah. Well, there was a moment where you played as Desmond and he was getting chased and yada, yada, yada. There was like a whole story behind it. I'm not even going to get into all that. The core element of it is that I think it was Desmond discovered that he was. Uh, I don't actually know. No, I don't remember if it was Desmond. Now it's some character discovered that they were actually descendant of the Templars instead of being like a descendant of the assassins. Do you remember that, Manny? Well, it was. I remember Assassin's Creed three when you first started. Mm-hmm. Um. The first, the character he plays at first is actually a Templar, and then like his son is the assassin that you know you play as. That ah, like, okay. So technically, they are like you know related. Okay. Te- so technically, Desmond would be like a descendant of a Templar as well at one point. Thank you, thank you for clearing that up. Okay. Well, the point <laughs> I was getting at here is I want Sam Fisher to basically be public enemy number one, but live in the realm of like Assassin's Creed. So the whole game. Your purpose is to try to clear your name, clear your like uh, descendants' names and whatnot, because everybody thinks that now you're like a, a Templar, you're like an enemy of the state, you're evil, you're this, you're that, and like I don't know. Somehow Sam Fisher goes into the Animus, finds out different things about his family's past. You know, then like you basically jump between the past and the present, and you find a way for Sam Fisher to do Sam Fisher things in the present. And then mm-hmm. for whoever it is that you're playing as in the past to be doing the Assassin's Creed things and um, just like create like a really cool story and pull it together and kind of kind of make Sam Fisher like a Jason Bourne side of things, but then still keep the Assassin's Creed elements to it. I just want mm-hmm. some, you know, just something different. <clears throat> and it's an opportunity for me to see my boy Sam Fisher on the sticks. Definitely. We need more Sam Fisher screen time. Not no, but not no DLCs. You know what I'm saying? We don't need them on Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, no, whatever, being side missions. Now we don't need that. We need an actual game. We don't need them teasing us in Rainbow Six with some character that's supposed to look like Sam Fisher, but it supposedly isn't. We don't need that. We need actual Sam Fisher. It sucks because, like, you know, with Assassin's Creed looked like it was going on the direction of, like, a modern day, like, around Assassin's Creed 3 before, like, the end of the way they did because of, like, you know, they thought that the world was going to end 2012 kind of thing. kind of, So... <laughs> like <laughs> it, it's true though like i mean you know like they gave us little like shots of like really modern day i mean i feel like that was kind of like the basis of the ending because like that, it did come out like that year and like they kind of like i think i i don't know that's, it's, like, not, been, that's like, not the reason why they didn't keep going like that it's like it was like they they chose to make the game like an end of the world type of thing Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just the the story got all screwy, and obviously the sales slumped off, so they had to completely pivot. But yeah, like and then they just like killed off Desmond out of nowhere. Like I thought they were gonna go that modern like Assassin's like modern day Assassin's Creed kind of game. Yeah, which sadly we didn't get. But 
I mean, ho- hopefully we'll get something like that in the future because I, I think if done right, definitely would be a dope game. I feel you on that. Chris, what do you think about the story, though? What do you think about that idea? <clears throat> uh, well, I have a question first because okay. you guys have played way more Assassin's Creed <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, than I have. The way I understand the story, it works where uh, the the character in Assassin's Creed kind of can, like, show up in different points in history and whatnot, right? And then kind of, like does what he does from there like you use use a machine called the animus to like go back i guess the idea is that there's like a collective memory from your ancestors so you would go back to the memories of like a person you know an ancestor of yours to uh okay okay I get whatever. It. wow that's crazy to think about so then <clears throat> if you did go this route this would technically be the most modern looking uh mm-hmm. assassin's creed that's ever been made because it would look damn near like a shooter almost, but like not a shooter. That's crazy, huh? Huh. I feel like <clears throat> I know like they probably don't want to touch in on a modern day aspect man. because like a lot of Assassin's Creed is like touching in like stuff that happened on past, you know, history and try to like have that like kind of be like part of the story. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like we're we're a little bit past this time, but imagine like an Assassin's Creed, but like in the Mafia times. I feel like that'd be so dope. I I want something that's a lot closer to like now yeah. than ever before. Like even if yeah, even if you do like World War Two or something like you know mm-hmm. like like spies in that way. Uh, right. I just I feel like they there's so many different things that they could do with it, and it doesn't have to it doesn't necessarily have to be too tied to history it's just like okay it, it can take place in this particular period of time you can use like <laughs> characters from that particular time like let's say you do mm-hmm. world war Two, and you have like you know i guess hitler would have to be someone that that gets brought up at some <laughs> level <laughs> yeah you know like like you you throw little things like that in there just do something you know find a, a creative way to piece that all together narratively yeah man it i i <sighs> I can't wait to see what they do with the next wow. Assassin's Creed. But like I said, and like, you know, we all talked about it. Like, it just, Mm-mm. we just want like a more of a modern iteration. Just please, Ubisoft, so, give it to us. Whatever we talk about comes into light. So we, you know, we say, we're throwing it out there. Put it out there. <laughs> we throw it out there. All the ancestors that he draws the memories from were all also um, like espionage type dudes back then, too. And that's how that works with that. Yeah. Or like, were they other. They were Thanks. like in the original, in like the the first three games. Yeah, they were all like descendants of Desmond, and they were all like part of the Assassins' Creed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it all comes together, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really are. I mean, they are all like uh, amazing games. Even now, like I really do give Ubisoft credit for what they've done recently with it, making it a lot more RPG esque and all that stuff. Um, but I do wish there was a little bit more of those elements of like Desmond and following his story. I wish they never killed them off because I feel like they could have done some really cool things with that. But mm-hmm. alas, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that was that was actually a really awesome icebreaker there, Chris. Appreciate that one, man. Um, racking my brain on how to piece that all together. I'm sure give me a little bit more time. We can make that a little it, bit more. It worked for me though. Coherent. It worked because. It wouldn't work with any other character besides what you guys just said. You know, the Assassin's Creed character or the Desmond character or whatnot, it, it ties into that. Like, it narratively makes sense how that would work. So I can't, like, I got no complaints. Mm-hmm. That makes some fucking sense. 
Word, word. Square Enix, you could take that. You could, you could. No, you could it's take Ubisoft. that IQ. It's Ubisoft. I'm telling Square Enix to take it though because they need it. Square Enix could take the uh, the whole uh, Laura Croft and uh, Nathan Drake idea because they own they own Tomb Raider, so they could go up to Sony and be like, "Hey, yo, you know, come on, let's figure something out here." Uh, where's the uh, Gabagoop? <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, again, great icebreaker. Let's get into the the actual topics for this week. You know, we we got three main things to talk about. You know, all all pretty important in their own right. Um, so we're gonna start off with the the one thing that. We've talked about a couple different times on the podcast, um, and it, it's finally been released officially. In these, these, I, th- I think it was what two weeks ago, or was it? Oh wait, no, it was. Uh, it was this week. Yeah, it was this week. <laughs> yeah, no, no, dude. See, like it's there's been so much going on in February. It's insane. Like it's hard to keep track of everything. But what on my email? I'm still waiting on my email too. <laughs> the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck is officially out, ladies and gentlemen, as of the 25th. From what I can remember. Um, Manny and I don't have our hands on it. Uh, I didn't get my email yet. Obviously, they're on back order. Obviously, there's a lot of different things going on in the world. Um, so I'm sure a lot of these things are going to get pushed out even further. But the early reviews on it are very, very, very positive. Um, you know, a lot of people are just raving about the hardware, um, you know, the ability to have a, essentially a portable PC, you know, with still high resolution graphics and all the different things. I saw a couple <laughs> people were playing Elden Ring on it and uh, were, you know, kind of in awe of the fact that it, it ran so smoothly. Um, man, it makes me upset because I, I really want one. I really, really mm-hmm. want one. But, you know, from what you guys have seen on the review so far, um, you know, are, are, is, is it everything we've been expecting? I mean, I personally haven't heard anything negative about it so far. So if you guys have, you know, definitely chime in on it. But, Manny, I'll start off with you, man. What's your thoughts on the uh, Steam Deck from what you've seen from afar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, like we talked about, unfortunately, I, we haven't got one yet, so we haven't really got a hands-on. But, I mean, like the fact that it is pretty much a portable PC and you can play such a great library of games that Steam offers, or even if you even want to, like, go further, it's like, you know, be down, like put Windows in it whenever like support for that comes out and like be able to do games on like on game pass on everything like that on the steam deck it's really like amazing and a great um a great price for what you get because you know like you said the fact that you can even run games like Elden ring on the steam deck well is pretty amazing because you know we got the nintendo switch for around the same price that could barely even run like games (laughs) like breath of the wild or whatever on it and like that bro. control <laughs> you got like games like control yes, where it's like the only way to play control is like through streaming where you know steam that you download the game and you're playing the game right off the you know the system so i mean it's great it's pretty convenient especially now where it's like you know gaming is expensive if you want to start off on a pc and you don't have one and you're not willing to shell out like thousands of dollars just to get a graphics card or whatever i mean this is a good option for you know for now until those become more available and like even though like yeah the battery life may not be the greatest but like in the end you could just plug it up to a wall and play it but definitely it's good to see that the steam deck is getting a lot of great reviews because We've seen in the past, of course, portable PCs try to be attempted and have uh, failed. But 
you know, hopefully this is like a trend that we see now that, you know, in the future we even get more and more upgrades for a certain like a Steam Deck to, you know, evolutionize gaming. Okay, okay. Well, Chris, from what you've seen so far, um, <clears throat> how you feeling about it? I will say before you before you say anything, I was just uh, doing a quick peek. I did find one yep. not so great review. Um, so we'll, I'll get into it afterwards. But uh, but go ahead, Chris. Um, yeah, no, I'm the same same boat as you guys. Um, haven't heard anything really bad yet, which is extremely surprising to me. Uh, I haven't heard about any Joy-Con drift or anything like that, so that's outstanding. Um, yeah, I, it just makes me excited to actually get my hands on one too, man. I, I can't wait to finally get that thing. It's going to be amazing. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's running some of this stuff as well as it is is probably the craziest thing. I, at the very least, thought that some people would be out there complaining about like it overheating or uh, like whatever the case would be just because... You know, there's so much cooling technology in actual gaming PCs. I, I thought it was going to be a thing to run stuff at certain uh, metrics, but people saying so far so good. Um, which, yeah, it's just it's really good to see that, man, because like, in all honesty, and I don't know if this will affect anything, but I'm hoping that Nintendo sees this on, on like a not a joking level. But like, I, I really hope they see this kind of thing and say, man, this is the portable they came up with. Damn, can we try to make something finally for once that's like at the table? I don't, again, it probably won't, but like, like Manny said, man, I mean, it's almost damn near the same price if you, you know, subtract like a hundred or so dollars or maybe a little bit more than that. And then you get a way better machine. And then the only reason that you probably would try to go get the other thing is because of nostalgia games and maybe it's a little more kid friendly, I guess, but. Uh, it's just, I, I really hope they do well. I, I hope they do really, really well sales-wise um, to, to kind of stamp that point down even further. Um, and, and the thing I'm more excited about, though, is to see how versatile people are going to get with it because I think, you know, it's still pretty fresh. Um, by the end of the year, I think people are going to be out there doing some crazy shit with this thing because with it being an actual PC, I think there's a lot of potential in it that people haven't even really tapped into yet. Um outside of gaming you know not even just with the game just outside of gaming in general i think this is going to be a major a major plus on the tech market for sure um and yeah i'm excited i've heard nothing i really really swear we were going to get some overheating news man i thought that was going to be a thing for sure it is like, early though to be fair yeah. it is early you know it's only been out a couple of days so that's one thing maybe when it gets into people's hands that that could be an issue um but yeah, I mean, I, I I would have expected to hear a little bit more about that too. The one thing I will say, you know, uh, as I found that one review, uh, The Verge gave it a six, like you know, gave, Verge, gave it wow. a flat flat six. Um, now, what they went ahead and said for the good things is that it's powerful, high quality, um, at a really affordable price relative to the, the actual performance of the machine. Um, extremely customizable controls. Easily lets you balance performance versus battery drain. Um, you can suspend and resume games, and it doubles as a full Linux PC. So they, those are all the good things they listed. But the bad things, unfinished buggy software. Honestly, Mirochu, that's not particularly surprising to me. Um, Valve is pretty good about you know like Steam, the, the software for Steam, but it is something that's constantly evolving, and I'm pretty sure they're going to get that squared away at you know 
in a decent time frame, so I'm not too concerned about that. Here's one thing that I did find interesting. Noisy fan almost never stops whining. Now, mm. I suppose it's better that the fan is, is, is hitting that way, uh, you know, in comparison to it overheating. But if the fan is that loud, you know, almost all the time, I, I would be curious to see if that will eventually lead to some overheating issues. If it's trying so hard to compensate for, you know, yeah. being such a small machine, having all that power, playing powerful games like Elden Ring or, you know, whatever comes down the pipeline. Um, so that's something to, to keep our eye on, I guess we could say. And then the other two things that they mentioned there, some of the most popular games still don't work, which, you know, I guess that, that does make sense. I think they mentioned, let's see. I think it said Fortnite doesn't work on here. Oh, <laughs> it works Fortnite on is every epic game. So. Yeah, the, the, yeah. It works I mean, on everything. Well, here's that. That's the other thing too, right? It is is it's a it's a full fledged PC. I think they're still working out the ability to. I think they said something about like an emulator that they would be using to allow you to install like full fledged uh, Windows applications. So like the Epic Game Store would be something that eventually would be installed on there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like Xbox Game Pass or the Xbox Store, I guess you could say, should be installed on there in the future. Actually, um, Gabe Newell did mention this week that he would be interested in getting Game Pass on Steam if Microsoft would be willing to work with him. So, you know, maybe that's another thing that you could say, all right, well, once that hits, that gets on Steam, Game Pass on Steam with a Steam Deck, that could be a problem. Um yeah, you know, interesting little things like that. But the the final thing that they mentioned, which honestly to me isn't very surprising, but the battery life takes a pretty hard hit here. It said uh, two hours or less battery life at its highest fidelity. I mean, that doesn't particularly surprise me. So I will say, if if this if this holds true, I do trust the Verge. You know, they're they're probably one of the more reputable uh, tech websites out there. If they're saying these types of things, it makes total sense to me why Nintendo would never go for something like this, right? Obviously. When you even if you were to compare the two devices as is, Nintendo's games are you know amazing for what they are, whatever, what have you. And we know well documented some of the things that Switch is lacking here. But you also have to factor in that you can dock your Switch to to a dock, remove the controllers. Those controllers have motion sensors in them, all that different stuff. So it it is kind of in a sense a one way where the technology does, you know. Uh, I guess, advance the Steam Deck in that regard. And obviously, Nintendo is going for a very specific, not necessarily just demographic, but a very specific experience with the Switch. You know, they want the the ability to remove the controllers and do all the, the motion control stuff, you know, like, the, the you know, we're getting a new Switch sports game. So, you know, that stuff would only work with something like the Switch, right? You couldn't do that with the Steam Deck. So I think Nintendo knows what they're doing in regards to the experience that they're trying to craft, but it... I would love to see them do something a little bit more powerful and just just be like, all right, look, guys, we know there's kids who don't want to spend that much money or can't afford to spend that much money on getting a game system. So we'll keep the, the Switch Lite for them and then we'll get like the hardcore Switch Pro situation for like the, the hardcore gamers who really want to jump back into the Nintendo ecosystem. But I don't know, man. No. I mean, it, it. It. We talk about this all the time, but it's like they're still making money hand over fist, so nothing's gonna change. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said I didn't think it would, but yeah, can only hope. Can for only sure, hope. for sure. Ah, uh, well, I mean, speaking of Nintendo, though, 
you know, pivoting to the next topic here. Chris, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this one, so I'm going to start with you on it. But we're getting some new Pokemon games. Uh, so Nintendo had a, or I guess we'll say the Pokemon company had a uh, a Pokemon Presents showcase where they gave a, a whole bunch of news about a, a bunch of different things. I think there was some updates to uh, the new Pokemon game Arceus. There was some updates to Pokemon Go. I think they announced an anime that's inspired by the new Arceus game. Um, but the thing we really want to talk about here is, you know, they officially announced the Gen 9 Pokemon Uh What's it called again? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It's supposed to be coming yeah. out this year. They gave us a little, yeah. little sneak peek. It's supposed to be another open world 3D situation. Um, Chris, I mean, you run us through it, man. What do you think so far? It's It's got some hype. There's some hype, people. There's some serious hype. Um Oh no! I'm trying not to get too too excited because I don't want to get overly excited and then I get in and I'm disappointed. But I gotta say, y'all, like this, people said it with Sword and Shield, and then they said it again with Arceus, and then um, good games, but like they they both lack in certain ways. This one here looks like they took the best of both worlds and kind of just said, okay, those were like our test runs with what we really want to try to do. Sword and Shield had an okay reception. Arceus actually had a pretty good reception for most folks. And then they're just taking that and just, like, sprinkling some crack on it and just saying, here, here you go. Finally, here you go. Here you go. This is what you guys want. Here you go. First thing I could say when the trailer starts up, and I said, oh, shit. Wow. This is the first time I could actually say that my game looks kind of nice. Like, this, this is <laughs> pushing it to the limit. Because even when they look like a little nice from the uh, the initial trailers or the um, the reveal trailers that they do for every gen, they do a lot of stuff in those trailers to make them look pretty on purpose. And then you get the actual game and you play it for a little bit, and then you walk up to a tree and it's like, bro, why does this tree look like construction paper? Like, bro, you know what I mean? Like, so it'd be shit like that. But this, dude, there's some textures on shit. <laughs> like, like the ground has texture. The the houses have a texture. Like I saw um. There's a magnemite in the trailer, and it's it's look all shined up and stuff like somebody you know took a rag and you know did one of them wanted or something. I'm like, bro, they really put work into the graphics. They even have a um, the sun. You know, like how a lot of video games, it's a pretty modern thing now, where like you look about the sun and you actually can see the sun, whatever they call that, that uh, not a ray, but the, uh, it was like a reflection or like a, yeah, it looked like a bunch of hexagons that just you know what I'm saying? It's yep. that shit. The they have it in the game. Flare. There you go. There you go. Um, they got sun flares through the trees now, baby. That's different. It's just the little tiny details. I think they're starting to get better and better and better. Um, you know, one of the things in Arceus that I thought that was very, very cool was, you know, certain mons you have to catch in certain conditions. You know, it's not so much like, oh, in the older games, very rudimentary. You're walking through a little square patch of grass and whatever mons that are in that area could pop out of that grass. Birdmon, Bugmon, whatever, but it could pop out of the grass. And Arceus is set up where, like, if I walk up to, uh, um, or I walk up a mountain or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and I'm at the top of the mountain, there's certain mons that fly in a circle above the mountain, and they have a new ball in the game that, like, it goes very fast. It's called a jet ball. And you, you're going to literally have to aim at the mon where it's at this, you can't, like, physically get to it. You have to aim your ball. Otherwise, you're never going to catch it. And it's just little tiny things like that that they've put in the game that kind of made it feel way more like 
intricate. You know what I mean? Um, there are certain mons in the game that walk up to you and they're super friendly. Like they don't, they're not gonna try to hurt you or nothing like that at all. There's other ones that when they see you, it's on sight, and you got it, you got dip. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like there's 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 a cool dynamic that they have here with like they really put a lot of emphasis in Arceus in terms of um just making it feel like you're truly exploring and recording these notes about these things. So I'm just looking at how they did that, and I'm like, man, this next game, though, oh, man. Like, I, if I had to guess, I would think that they've been working on this at least five, six years. At least. At least. Um, it's putting everything I've seen in the past from them to shame visually. Um, and a shout-out to starters. You know, we got a, a crocodile stutter. Fire. Fue Coco. <laughs> Uh, shout out the uh the water duck, Quaxley, shout him out, and shout out my favorite of the bunch. I'm gonna throw a pause on this because it, it, it's not a gangster looking mod at all. But my god, it's got a nice design. That little grass cat thing that they done made, uh, Sprigatito. It's an adorable <laughs> cat. That's I ain't gonna name. hold you. This is Sprigatito. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they're basing the region on on Spain. From what everybody's kind of piecing together, um, especially with the fireman, his name is Fue Coco, like Fuego, and then Coco is crocodile in Spanish. It's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, these joints look big. Pause. They, they, these, these look. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying not to be too excited. Like I said, it, this, this. Gotta eat some crow. I might have to get a new switch for this game, y'all. I might have to. And I wasn't going to give them motherfuckers no more money. <laughs> I was not. I tell you, man. <laughs> Every time but, we write Nintendo out, man, uh, they hit us with something. This is what they do. This is how they get you, though. They know that you have one nostalgia trip game on their platform that you are never going to let go. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. Dog. For me, it's Metroid, but also... That switch sports, bro, or Wii Sports 2. We're just gonna call it Wii Sports 2 from now on. Bro, I saw that. I was like, damn, I gotta get new Joy-Cons now. Cause yeah. I just sold the extra Joy-Cons I had. I was like, I'm never gonna be playing multiplayer games anymore with this thing. Nah, bro. Nah. Mm-hmm. It's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They know what they're doing. But long story mm-hmm. short, I'm I'm gas, man. I am gas. It's this Team Sprigatito, that's what they all do. Every time a new generation comes out, you go on Twitter, and the the, <laughs> the threads are crazy. Everybody just chooses which one they like the best, and they, I'm team this, or I'm team that, and the fan art comes out literally like 20 minutes after the reveal. Yep. Like, it's crazy how that works, but Pokemon community is wild. Wild. Mm-hmm. Hardcore, man. Diehards right there. Uh, Manny, yeah. what about you, man? Are you uh, are you vibing with this Pokemon situation? Do you even do you big a Pokemon guy anymore? I mean, personally, I never was really like big into Pokemon, but like the games do look interesting. Uh, like you know, Arceus. I was thinking about buying it. I just haven't yet. But now they just released a trailer for this, and I'm like, okay, Arceus can wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, Nintendo games you never go on sale, so like that's why I'm not gonna buy Arceus. Oh, yeah. So. No, it's just, you know, pretty surprising turnaround time for not only um, this and Arceus, but they also had, like, the remaster for Diamond and Pearl on, um, that came out in November. And I'm like, if you release, what, this next game, 
on like the around November timetable. It's like that's three games in a year, basically. And it's just crazy how like yeah. faster pumping out games. And it's just like, you know, like it only worries me a little bit just for the simple fact that it's like, okay, like is the quality really going to be good? Like, is there going to be a lot of bugs or anything like that? Because of the turnaround time. Um, I mean, I do like the fact that he did take some stuff from Arceus, like having the Pokemon out chilling instead of like, you know, you walk in the tall grass and you know what I'm saying? So like, um, you know, some of the aspects of that, um, I haven't got to play sword or shield either. So I don't know, like really too much of their aspects. Uh, the world does look beautiful. Like Chris said, uh, you know, very detailed. It gives you that breath of the wild feeling that you're just like out in the wild again, of course, exploring, catching Pokemon. Um, if the reviews are good, I definitely might be able to definitely might, you know, take interest and in possibly purchase this game and uh, play it. Okay. I just want to interject one thing real quickly, um, just to kind of ease anybody's thoughts, because um, you mentioned that you didn't know if it was going to get released with any bugs or stuff because they were doing everything so close together. I would argue that this game in particular probably was being worked on at probably before the other two, just because they're literally on a three-year cycle with every generation. Mm-hmm. So I must they had to like know exactly when they were starting and all that stuff, and unless like COVID stuff like might slow them down a little bit maybe but uh i don't know if that's something we gotta worry about too too much because they, they usually don't watch with any bugs or nothing they've been pretty good on that yeah. okay okay um i mean for me i i kind of wish i like pokemon still i don't know <laughs> it's just like it's like honestly i saw this yeah. one because you know i have to I had to watch i was like damn, this actually looks really dope, you know, and obviously Arceus, like, I, I was pretty excited about that, I was like, wow, this is like, like, uh, what, uh, 13-year-old me would have been like, bro, this, is, like, I would have been on this, bro, I would have had this day one, but, I don't know, something, it just, it's not doing it for me anymore, but I, I really have to admit, it still looks cool, it still looks cool, it's just that I know when I try to dive into it, I'm gonna be like, uh, same for me, <laughs> same for me. But with that being said, I thought that that's how I was going to go into Elden Ring. You know, just just going to jump jump right into the the final topic here. Um, I thought that's how I was going to go into Elden Ring. I was like, you know what? Like, I know Souls games are great. I know I enjoy them. But like, for whatever reason, I just I didn't think I didn't think it was going to hit me. Next thing you know, game's out for like two, three days. And I already sunk in 30 whole hours into it just wandering around trying to figure out my way and every every other hour finding out something completely new about the mechanics of the game that I just was like whoa what the hell you know it's like it's like the first the other thing I have to say real quick this game came out damn near perfect like there were there are no bugs for me on Xbox the only issue that that's happened so far was um I think the first couple of days there were some issues with uh, the multiplayer servers. I personally never ran into those issues. The multiplayer was working for me from day one, but I know you know some of our friends were trying to get in together and they couldn't get into the multiplayer servers. But this game is virtually bug free. Um, I have not experienced anything like it's unheard of in twenty twenty two. Especially with COVID going on, is it's just like, bro. They, I mean, you know, they pushed back the game, obviously, right? Or I, I, wait, no, did they push it back? 
Or did we all assume it was coming out at a certain oh. time and then they said Yeah, February. it was more like yeah. they never gave us a release date and then when okay. they gave us a release date, they stuck to it. So they were smart about it. Okay, because I think everybody was expecting it to come out um, in the fall or something along those lines and they 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 said their date. So let me, let me correct myself. There. They didn't push it back. They stuck to their date. They nailed it. The game is... Eh. God, it's flawless, man. It's uh, it's still a 97 rating on Metacritic right now. One of the highest rated games of all time. Um, and like you know, at at the risk of like praising it too much, this is easily w- the best game that I played in the last five years. I don't want to dive too deep into the conversation about it because I do want to do a separate review video or re- discussion video where we kind of talk about the game at length because. If we talk about it now, we'll be here for a, a whole other hour. Um, but first impressions right now, man, are very, very, very positive for me. Uh, Manny, I know you've been playing it. Chris, I know you don't have it just yet. But Manny, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Elder Ring so far? Yeah, I've enjoyed my uh, you know, my time in Elder Ring so far. The game is, of course, hard. And I like, I like it hard. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> No, but... <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, boy. Oh man. But back to seriousness. Uh you know, the game is fun and challenging. Um, you know, for those seasoned Dark Souls or Bloodborne or you know, Sekiro players, I'm sure it's probably like cakewalk because I remember I seen this one uh Sekiro player just like bang out this one boss battle taking no damage, and I'm like, how did he do that? But what is it called? I mean, like, I haven't even got to exploring it, but just like hearing from the stories of Yah, like, you know, exploring worlds and just like how how big the universe is of this Elden Ring. And it's like, it's crazy. And I have, you know, I've only got like 12 hours into the game because I've been trying to bang out Horizon Forbidden West because I don't want to like, you know, put that game to the side either. But like, you know, I like so far just like... Every boss battle is unique, you know, even like the enemies that you think are bosses that are just side bosses, if anything. It's like, you know, they all like have a challenge to it and it's fun. You know, of course, like, you know, the game punishes you a lot for like, you know, trying to like attack over attack too much and everything like that, which is good. There's like a skills gap in between. So it's like if you're if you're looking for a easy playthrough, you might not enjoy it. But like the best part about these souls like games like Elden Ring is that like, you know, the challenge keeps you coming back and wanting to like, you know, bang out more and everything like that. And which is why I enjoy it a lot. So uh, I definitely will be playing more, exploring more. Hopefully, you know, get to dive all in uh before you know next couple of weeks but um yeah like so far i've been definitely enjoying it definitely an early game of the year contender um easily the only thing i've heard about is like i heard pc performance been having issues but you know shout out to the console gamers <laughs> <laughs> oh pc uh one thing i just want to reiterate or mention because you were talking about the stories that we were running into and the diversity of enemies types I was I was joking around about this like when we were you know we were all playing this in the party together but they should just change the name of this game to like what the fuck was that because literally every five minutes that's all you were hearing in the party when we were all playing together <laughs> bro what is that bro what is that oh I just died like it's just like 
Oh man, it's just amazing to just Bro. be exploring a cave and then seeing a completely new enemy type with a completely different mechanic that you have to now figure out. It's just like it's literally like uh Breath Breath of the Wild on crack. Like this is like <laughs> Breath of the Wild is already considered like a, a damn near perfect game. To me, this is like 10 notches above that. It's just mm. that good, man. It's oh. It's crazy because, like, there's just so much stuff that, like, happens. And, like, you go about it your own way. You do things however you want. And, you know, like, it's the, how the game is supposed to be played. You're not, there's, it's not linear. Like, you mentioned earlier in a group chat where, you know, you're not, you're not forced to do anything. You're, you're there to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> in the beginning of, um, what is it called? Where you go, like, get your horse and everything like that. Um, and then you see like this enemy, we're calling it, we're going to call him the beast Titan for all those who watch attack on Titan. <laughs> Boy, this dude comes out of nowhere, he jumps out of the air and like, all right, I come back to the bonfire. I call him the bonfire. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like calling the new name. I'm not used to it yet, but like I come back and, you know, I plan, how am I going to get through this? Because I'm trying to progress in the game and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to run past by him. So like, <laughs> that's the <laughs> Bro, that's Bro. exactly what I did. Chris, you understand. Often in the game, you will see something and you're just you're like, gonna... run past it. You, <laughs> this is... you don't have to fight them unless yeah. you like go through the, the, the hidden mist or whatever. And then yep. like you're like, damn, I'm stuck here. I'm going to lose my souls until like, I beat this dude. But like, I, the dude dropped from the sky and I was like, okay, I'm running. So I'm hauling ass. Running past them, there's like these barricades that like block you, so you kind of like have to like weave open, we past them. And like, I get to the third barricade, and I'm like, all right, I'm fine, you know what I'm saying? I turn on for a half a second, and this dude is right on my ass, about to swing on me, and I'm like, yo, all it ass and everything like that. It's just crazy. Like, the whole experience is hella fun. I'm like, like I said, I, I wish I played more of it, but you know, all these games just came out week after week, and it's just like, I gotta, I gotta take my time with it, you know, I can't just rush through it yeah it's crazy it's crazy man this this month started and you know i started with dying light 2 and i have to say i really wasn't expecting much from dying light 2 but played that game i didn't beat it but i was enjoying it then sifu hit and it was like oh damn y'all y'all doing something now (laughs) then you know Time fast passes by. Horizon comes out. I still haven't had a chance to touch Horizon because I was stuck on Sifu. Then Destiny 2 with the Witch Queen mm-hmm. comes out. And I'm like, bro, this is great as well. And then Elden Ring? Perfect way to end the month, man. Perfect way to end the month, man. I have to, This is like one of the best months in gaming, bar none. Like mm-hmm. three Game of the Year contenders in this month alone. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But Chris... I know, you know, we talked about it. You haven't played Elden Ring yet, but, um, you know, I still got to get your take on it. I'm sure you've been seeing some things out there, some memes, some streams, I have, whatever. I have. I have. I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time now to eat a little bit more crow. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's we got to give Manny his props. We got to give Manny his props. Nah, well, Here's what I was going to say, because I said I haven't seen anything graphically that truly blew me away yet, but I actually haven't physically played, so I'll, I'll hold my tongue on that one. I'm more so going to eat the crow based on just the fact that, like, I'm not going to hold y'all. I kind of thought this was going to flop a little bit. I, I, the reason being is because there was so much hype to this game, and every time we have a game that has mad hype to it, it flops. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it flops heavily. And then with this game in particular, I guess I didn't expect them to go as hard with it as they did in terms of giving everybody all these detailed things to do and all these crazy NPCs to go find and all this stuff. Like, the way you guys are describing the game tells me that they truly went piece by piece with this thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and gave us their beautiful art that they created afterwards. And I thought this was going to be way less of that. I thought they were going to not necessarily half-ass it, but, you know, this. how many RPGs come out every year that we say, yo, man, I don't know, it's going to be as good as Skyrim? It's mm-hmm. at least 17 a year that pop out like that, that we're like, I don't know, man. You know, so, like, yeah. I, the only game that kind of would make me say off-rip, yo, I don't know if this is going to fuck Skyrim up, would probably be the next Elder Scrolls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. You know, hearing the way you guys are talking about it and seeing some of the reviews I've been seeing and the Metacritic score and, you know, all these different things, I'm like, damn. Yeah, the game sounds uh sound kind of chunky. I ain't gonna hold you. Chunky in a good way. Um, yeah, man, I, I already know once I get it, the way y'all talking, I'm gonna be wilding out because this man said Breath of the Wild on crack. And I thought Breath of the Wild was pretty damn good, but one of the things that was annoying to me was the fact that NPCs were very much reused in the game. Um, like, you would get to a new area or whatever, and it'd be the same goblin dude, but just with, like, a, maybe a different, like, armor set or something like that. But it'd be the same character, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, this this makes the game feel alive if everything is different, because in reality, everything's different. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's... That's cool. And another thing that Breath of the Wild didn't like either is that he took out the dungeons in place of those little puzzle room things. And I know a lot of people did enjoy those. I didn't think they were bad. I just didn't think that they those should have replaced the dungeons. Mm-hmm. There was something very special about walking past a, a, a wall and there's a crack in the wall. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that. Oh, oh. You put a bomb down and there is something nice about that. And it going in and you're exploring. It's much different. These other little things they did in Breath of the Wild was meh. But to hear that this game is ten times over what they did in Breath of the Wild is uh shit, y'all might make me have to try to shuffle something in my budget. I might try to see if I can get this a little earlier than I anticipated. Cause, I, yo, I really shit. think five cents a day. Nice. I, <laughs> I really campaigns. do think, bro, this is like this is really one of those games that I, I know you, I know how you are. You love the grind, like you will sink your teeth into an RPG like this. This is the one, bro. This is the one. Anders co-op? And there's co-op. And there's co-op. The co-op. The co-op is a little, like... The co-op is actually perfect for the way the game is designed, right? Because um, I feel like a lot of the time, the issue that you run into when you put co-op in a game like this is that you kill the difficulty aspect of it. And that is not <laughs> at all an issue with this game. Um, if anything, <laughs> there's, this, there's this one enemy. Uh, for those of you who've been playing, his name is uh, Margit. He's, he's oh, like the no. first actual cutscene that you get in the game mind you playing the game for like three four hours and i didn't get a single cutscene uh up until this one character like because there's just so much exploration to be doing or whatever man this i tell you this man and what my ass up and <laughs> down that game bro, <laughs> bro. Like, it funnels I, you I got this, oh sorry real quick no, no, no. funnels oh, you no, in this no. really small area and man he didn't he didn't kill me every single inch of that area that you can play in. I've done so many times. Sorry, Does he do that was... walk off like we just? You know, I don't even know. NPCs do that. I don't even know. Just <laughs> like so much despair every time I die. Not I beat that... him today. 
I still haven't beat him. But I remember, like, it was me, Felix, and Isaiah trying to bang out and beat him. Bro, like, Felix had him a quarter of health left. Like, not even, like, probably less than that. And, like, this dude whoops out the freaking hammer. Felix running, no, no, no. He dies. And this dude just whips it and just yeets him. Hammer <laughs> and fucking, like, barely touches him. But, like, he hits him enough where he knocks his ass out and kills him. I'm just like, yeah. This dude will fucking like I what I love about like you know souls like games and everything like that is like their boss battles like you know you think you know you see everything they can do but you have it until you like you, you know you actually like, beat them you know what I'm saying because like they always like especially when you hit like a certain point of help they always like trigger new animations and everything like that and you're just like what the it's hard it's just so it's so detailed man like there there's so much intricacy to it too like you know different enemies they're susceptible to different types of things. Like certain enemies, you want to poison them. Certain enemies, you have to hit them with fire. Certain enemies, you have to do this mm-hmm. and that. And then, you know, Chris, like you talked about what, uh, with what you wish they did in Zelda. Like the, the dungeons are just like a different beast in that of themselves. Cause then there's different enemies in the dungeons and then the yeah. bosses are crazy. Like, bro, mm-hmm. there was this one boss we caught the other day. It was, it was basically a bear. It's just this big ass bear. And the bear is relentless, man. Like, <laughs> like other bosses, you, you'll fight them, you'll hit them a little bit, but they'll back away. They'll give you a moment to, you know, if you if you can heal, do this, do that. Nah, bro, this bear is in your face twenty four seven. Whoever is mm. whoever is attacking him, he's in your face. And like mm. the only respite you have is to just run away to one corner and don't attack him at all. Like you need to be in co op for that moment because trying to go wow. in there on your own with a bear. And there's a couple different bears that you see are, like sprinkled around the world too, but this one bear, oh my god, it grabs you, bear hug, slams you to the ground, just be mo- bro, man, Chris, listen, <laughs> this game, <laughs> this game is something else, man. Bro, just even in the Caprio, beginning, bro. bro, like once you once you get to the you know the lands in between, whatever, like as soon as you walk out, you see a tree guardian and like. It's just like you go you go close to him, you see the boss like the boss the health bar pop up and you're just like what the fuck? <laughs> like it's just one of those things where it's just like it's a never ending cycle of death. Yep. I have a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. So I understand that the gameplay is enriching and amazing and all that good stuff, but y'all didn't touch too much on the story. Is that shit like good? See, that's the crazy part about it. And I was gonna mention this before too. So so the story is written by the same person who makes who made uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, or Lord of the Rings. What am I saying? Walk Game that back. Thrones. Walk that back. The Game of Thrones books, that series of books, and you know, eventually the show and all that stuff. Um, George R. R. Martin. The story so far is great and all. I haven't been engaging in the story. Like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I understand what my purpose is in this world because they give me a nice little cutscene and I understand what's going on. There's a couple NPCs that I talk to, whatever. I understand the general idea of what's happening. I just want to explore that. Like the exploration Mm. of the game is just so engaging. It surpasses the story. And, you know, and again, like I'm, I'm 30 hours deep. I've probably expanded on three or four aspects of the story Mm. because there's just so much going on in this world. Mm. I so. feel like when it comes to like so like games, like obviously like you would want like a good story, but like what makes a Souls like game like Elden Ring so good is just like just you know like we talked about like the gameplay aspect, the combat is always great, 
Uh, the enemies you fight is always different and unique. So, <clears throat> you know, like, they're not going to focus too much on the story as much as you probably, like, would think they would do. But, like, what the thing about, like, you know, games like Dark Souls and Elden Ring and everything like that is, like, I'm sure Elden Ring probably has, like, a really deep lore that we don't know about because, like, you know, it just came out. It's, like, a new, like, you know, it, like, IP, I guess you could say. So... I'm sure there is like a deep lore that we just don't know about yet, and I'm sure people are like there diving is. in deep. There is the the story. The story itself is cohesive. It's just mm-hmm. that I've been exploring so much that like I haven't like okay. So if you think about how Zelda situated itself, right? You understood mm-hmm. the purpose of Breath of the Wild, right? You, essentially, you had to go to this tower, defeat this enemy. Like that was your whole purpose in this game was to go like build yourself up to get to this point and do this thing. Like you could have started uh breath of the wild and just went straight to that castle, fought the enemy and beat, beat the game. But obviously like that didn't, that wasn't going to work out because you needed to power yourself up, understand the mechanics, do all those different things. Um, Elder ring works out in a very similar way and the story makes perfect sense. I just don't care because <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> much more interested in like, running around and seeing all the different enemies and powering my guy up and whooping people's asses and all that stuff. It was just like that, that market guy, he's like an important part of the story. Like you have to get to him to, to proceed, you know? Um, and I, you know, like I said, 30 hours in, I just beat him today. You know, it was just like, I, I was so much more worried about everything else other than that. So that's not to say that the story is good or bad. Like I, I couldn't tell you because I just don't care because everything else that I'm dealing with right now is so much more interesting than like a, a traditional story could ever be. Like I'm making my own story by walking around this world and like finding all these enemies and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not shitting on the story in a bad way. You're no. just, they just done so well with the environment that you're enamored with that for the time being. Right. Absolutely. Much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, damn, yeah, damn. Chris, we got to get you on there, man. I'm telling you, I know this is something that will. Yo, how big is this game, bro? How uh... many gigs is this shit? <laughs> I think it's what around 60 gigs. We'll figure mm-hmm. that afterwards, but might might be less than that. Might be less. I need than that. that memory card, bro. This shit be killing me, bro. <laughs> Not killing me. <laughs> Oh, we'll figure boy. that out later for you, man. Uh, Chris. Yeah, we need Chris up on there. Damn. Um, you know, we'll table the conversation around Elder Ring for now because you know, there's I could, like I said, we can go off for a whole another hour about this. There's a lot more going on. Um, we'll, we'll come back together once we got Chris playing more, once we got Manny in there more. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get back to it, but mm-hmm. for now, we'll head out before we go, though. Manny, you know, what we normally do, where can people find you? Of course, uh, twitch.tv slash goodmasterflex, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at goodmasterflex underscore. Uh, the only difference is on um, Instagram is underscore TTV, but I, I think everything else is underscore. All right, word. And Chris, what about you, man? Uh, as always, people, I am on everything at MAY25THXX. And again, that's on everything. All right, right, guys. And for me, you know, it's Black Ice 8 pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, Xbox, Steam, all that jazz. Uh, Only difference is on 
Instagram and TikTok is going to be at Black underscore gaming. So make sure to check us all out. Make sure to check out the podcast, social medias. You can find us uh, at Xpack Pod on Twitter and on Instagram, as well as just search up Expansion Pack Podcast on TikTok. And we'll check you guys out next week. Thank you guys for watching. Peace. Hey, yeah.